As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I'm Meg. You are listening to a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. We are here in Washington, D.C., ahead of the NWSL Championship, and we're doing something a little different. I've got a fancy new recorder. Hopefully it works, and I'm about to bop around media day with two teams and bring you all sorts of different viewpoints on Saturday's championship match between the Portland Thorns and Kansas City Current. Full Time with Meg Linehan is presented by Klarna, the new smart way to pay when you shop online for tickets, team merch, and more. And if you don't have your ticket for the NWSL Championship, get on that right now. All right, before we get to the rest of today's episode, as always, you can show your support of Full Time, plus get all of our women's soccer coverage and everything else The Athletic has to offer on our entire site and app. You can subscribe right now at theathletic.com slash full time. It is always one of our very best deals. All right, it is championship mode here, so the full news section will return next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that you're tuning into the big game on Big CBS for Paramount+. Plus. It is in prime time at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we will be on site from Audi Field, of course. Let me walk you through the experience that is in NWSL Media Day. We were in this building right on the river in Washington, D.C., and... It's a, a, probably the smallest room we've ever been in for one of these NWSL media days. So there is going to be a lot of background noise, but it was just honestly a very loud event. You have a full team meeting media. You have MasterCard bringing in junior reporters. It's a little chaotic to say the least. So first team up, Kansas City. First, I headed over to the table with CC Kaiser and Isabel Rodriguez. They're like a high power, you know, they've scored the most goals in the league. So, you know, that you're going to get a lot of pressure from them and a lot of creativity in and around the box. And Matt's been telling us they like to hit balls from outside the 18. You know, they've scored bangers. Like, look at their last two goals. So we just got to be ready for that and ready to um, just see shots from anywhere, really. And like their runs in the box are good. They just have a lot of creative players. Uh, I think, too, you can see from our last game we played against them, like, it went all the way down into the last minute of the game. So I think that's kind of what you can expect. Like, no team's going to give up no matter if they're up a goal or down a goal. So it's, it'll be exciting for sure. I mean, I think with playoffs, we've seen this. Sometimes we've seen, like, very cagey playoff games, and that is not what we have gotten this year. Yeah. there's going to be 
something happening or like early goals have been like, yeah yeah they really have I feel like last game um, we all talked about how we just kind of felt like we were all over Seattle at the beginning in the rain and how they just were like didn't really expect the pressure and I think that um, maybe that came from them having the three weeks off and whatever and just us coming like off the game and um, you saw it in Houston too like there's just a lot of high pressure and like she said like things are going to the last minute like literally the first minute to the last minute and I think you've seen that in all the games I mean Crystal Dunn's goal the 90 what fourth minute so it's like yeah I mean it's the NWSL championship and everybody wants it and so I would I just say really all exciting. the games have been just like that, so I think you can expect from the quarters to the semis to now, they've all been really good games. There hasn't been like a blowout, there hasn't been anything yeah. crazy, and they've all just been really tight, so that's what you can expect for sure. How have you, the, the team, been watching the other playoff games? Because I remember talking to Matt, like at the end of that regular season, when everybody was like, everything is coming down to that last weekend, and being like, how do you watch that knowing you can't control it? Well, while they were playing, it kind of overlapped. Like we were out warm-ups, and they were like still playing. And I think a lot of us just weren't really focusing on their game. And then you know you see the highlights back after we finish our game, and you see how it ends. And it was kind of the same with uh, our Houston game. The games overlapped in a way. So. We haven't really watched them. I mean, obviously, we've gone back and watched film now over the last course of the week. Um, so I know for myself, like, I haven't really watched them. I've just seen the highlight reels. Yeah, definitely just focusing on what we can do in the game at the moment. I think focusing on those details, and then at the end of the game, you get to see who you're playing next. So that's kind of the exciting part of it. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to have a sellout. We're trending that way. That that's is amazing. Heard, which is incredible. Yeah. Play, I remember being in Audi last year and it was like fairly empty because yeah. we played early on and it was pretty cold and it was like one of their first games in Audi it kind of felt like and so I'm like excited to see like what it feels like full obviously the Houston game was pretty full and that's the first time obviously they've ever had a crowd like that and yeah, so super yeah cool. honestly I think it's gonna these crowds have showed up and showed out and they made the games that much better yeah I'm sure then I hopped over. Now, the coaches tomorrow are actually going to have their own press conferences along with one player. That's usually the match day minus one tradition. But they also bring in the coaches for media day. So I hopped over to the table with Matt Potter, who obviously was on the show relatively recently, if you missed that episode. It's funny, I was just talking to Leslie Osborne about Alex, who was her babysitter yeah, for yeah. many years. So, yeah. I get to hear about Leslie from Leslie and I hear from Ali Wagner about yeah. Alex Loera. It's like they got their own little Bronco oh, fan yeah. club going, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Ali Wagner going on national TV and saying Loera deserves a national team Well, I think that's definitely in her future. Um, the growth that she's had this year speaks to the potential that can she, have, she can have for many, many years. And, you know, I would not be surprised if that happened in the future. And then the last young player I actually want to ask you about is Elise Bennett. Yeah. We saw in that goal that Kristen Hamilton scored, Elise is the one who wins it off of that midfield. She fought like really hard to get that first ball. And you know, she's been like coming off you as a sub. Just again, her growth this season. Yeah, I think early on Elise came in and showed what she could do. Yeah. We obviously lost Lynn. Uh, and when we lost Lynn, the, the whole attitude of the group has been next player up. And, the reality is Elise has stepped in early on and then obviously as we evolve through the season what I applaud her for is we talk about people coming in and changing the game and she's been the ultimate game changer every game she's come in she's had a 
an effect on the game that, that has changed the game. And the rain game was no different. She was phenomenal again. She plays to her strengths, which is our job to put her in a position to be able to use those gifts. And she's done them very well. And hopefully there's one more to go. Okay, next up. No media day with Kansas City Current would be complete without heading over to talk to Lola Bonta. And Kate Delfava was also at her table as well. Two of them were a great pair. You know, I'm playing for the person next to me on, on the field. Our coach says to play for ownership. He says to play for the city. So to represent Kansas City is, I mean, it, I've been there forever, so it's huge. I know I'm a Cali girl, but I will rep Kansas City or as long as they pay me, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, for sure, like, she's a Midwest girl, I'm probably Midwest means girl, more, yeah, but I think what, what our team represents is just something bigger in the fact that we're not, I said this in an interview yesterday, we probably didn't have an MVP nomination because we play as a team, we're stronger as one, so if they could take a team, that I think it would be our team because we need everybody. Like I said, I'm a Midwest girl at art, I just think there's something different about Midwest people, like, Super grounded, super centered, like super like blue collar, hard working people. So I love representing that, and yeah, I think don't sleep on the Midwest team. I think we're gonna surprise some people. Do you think that there is something different about this edition of the team this year? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think it already started with the struggle we went through together last year. Yeah. I've been saying that we bonded over trauma, and maybe that's not the best way to put it, but that's how I feel like it happened, you know, in our last year together, too, in Utah. So it was just that started off. We bonded because of the struggle, and then this year we started from square one for the soccer. Yeah. So we were able to build on that because we were already stronger together off the field. Right. So all it was was the chemistry we needed to develop, and I think – Matt, a lot of the things he says is we have autonomy on the field, and so we've been able to play to each other's strengths, and we figure it out on the field. And you can tell we were still figuring it out in the beginning of the season, and it took most of the season to get there, but it worked out because we're here now. He can now, yeah. It's the right time. How are you still watching everything else that's going on and just being like, like, are you watching other games and being like, oh, okay, like... Yeah, I mean, not. I didn't watch the last one because they played right before us, and I was like, I need to focus on us. And that's the great thing about playoffs is no matter what is happening in the other games, you need to take care of your business yourself. But it is wild, the things. I mean, we saw the scoreline. They went up, then San Diego lost. And same thing with before with just the, player, the team trying to get into playoffs. And then you look at the whole season, how many different number one seeds did we have? You didn't know who was going to win the Shield, and CROL Reign won the Shield, and they were only in first place technically for like 36 minutes. Yeah, like something like that. So I just love this league so much because the entire league is competitive. You don't know who's going to come out on top. And that just shows how strong our league is. And I love it. And at the end of the day, it makes everybody else better. What are you expecting from just the atmosphere? Like, are, first of all, are you pro or against uh, neutral site final? I'm, I'm pro, I think. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely pro. Um, I think it's cool in another team, you know, if they host it, like they have all their fans and the atmosphere is crazy. But I'm not pro if, or like, I'm not against it if the field is going to be on turf. Oh, okay. like, as long as it's, I'm just as not as turf. Like, it shouldn't be on and turf I ever. Think, I mean, both of our playoff games were obviously away. So we went to Houston, then we went to Seattle. Both of those crowds were very anti-Kansas City, <laughs> which is sometimes 
motivating, very good, but I think it'll be good to have like half of our fans going the stands and kind of that neutral yeah. environment will be, I think it'll help us even yes. more. So. And it's a way to reward our fans. I mean, they stuck 100%. with us through last year and we gained more this year and they're all coming out. So yeah. this is for them too. Are you like? Do you think the neutrals are going to go Kansas City? Because I, I'm kind of guessing the neutrals are going to skew Kansas City. I mean, I, I would. would. Yeah, I, was I a would too. <laughs> no, and I think too. Just, I mean, I. In one of the Delta Ask the Athlete questions, they're like, "What does it mean when you're up top?" And I feel like when Portland has been, you know, successful for so long, you gain more haters, yeah. and they're going to go against you. They want to see you fall. So that's the only reason I could say. People may go against them, but People I love think, it underdog. right? And we've done really well. I think we created something beautiful with this team. So I think hopefully more people come out and cheering for us. But at the end of the day, we got to take care of business. Don't matter either way. Yeah. And then finally, you know, I used to see Kristen Hamilton all the time at NWSL Media Championship days uh, with the North Carolina Courage. She is back, obviously, this time with the current, and she was joined by Taylor Leach. In the semifinals, it's been amazing to see the numbers so high, and I think that just goes to show the growth in our sport and the following that we're getting, and I I hope and I assume that this game is going to be even bigger and just, it's something that, pe and I hear people talking around like, oh, we're coming to the game, like it's going to be a big event that people want to go and enjoy, and I think that that's really cool because in years prior, like years, years prior, it wasn't always like that. And I think now just the following that we're getting and the respect that we're getting as a as a sport is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes me think, obviously the semifinals and stuff have been great. The quarterfinals were great. I mean, Houston, I think, was my biggest kind of shock moment yeah. of, you know, how many times I've played there and there's been very little people in the yeah. crowd. and. Yeah. Um, that's been, I feel like, a, kind of a concern probably for the league uh, for a while, is the, the attendance in Houston, and to see that many people turn out there is like, okay, they could get yeah. the numbers, yeah. and why haven't they been getting the numbers? Um, but that's been really cool to see the, yeah, like like Tay said, the growth in the league. Um, especially, I mean, I played in the finals in 2016 in Houston, yeah. and there was, what, maybe 3,000, maybe 3,000 yeah, people in the crowd. Um, so to see that and then getting to play in front of the projected crowd here in Audi is, what's it, six years later? Yeah. That sounds crazy. Um, yeah, six years later and it's 16, up maybe 20,000 people in the, in the stands is, yeah, it's really cool and it's, it's really cool for the sport. I think, you know, Portland and Kansas City, we've seen all playoffs long. Teams are just going, like, there's no, like, oh, we got to be cagey for 10 minutes and, like, feel each other out. Like, we've yeah. seen early goals, we've seen late goals. Are you expecting more of the same in this one? Like, you just think... I hope every, we score early. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like both teams are just going to come out. Like, yeah. I think that that's kind of the mentality at this point. Just, like, go for it. Like, no, let's feel it out. It's more, like, like for us, too. I mean, we scored early the past two games, and it's been great for us, and hopefully we continue yeah. that this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously Portland's proven they can score um, throughout the season. You know, we've had our ups and downs of being able to score, but um, we've been recently finding our stride a little bit, so um, should be a good game. You guys been able to sightsee? Like, is there is there stuff going on outside of the game? Um, there are some like other cool like dinners and yeah. stuff like going on, which is cool. Um, I feel like as a player, it's always been like like decent. You're in a nice hotel. There's like cool memorabilia stuff around. Yeah. Um, you have a media day, things like that. Um, I think 
outside of the team, it's grown a lot, which is really cool for the fans in the sport and the families. And, um, you know, Ally being a partner and then bringing our families out is just, I mean, that's awesome. Um, it's not a cheap trip to come out and do this, so that's really, it's really cool that they're doing that. We're going to have all of our fans in the stands. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just cool what a huge event it's become. And I hope it just continues to grow, which I, I feel like it will. Yeah, that's all I want for the sport is for it to continue to grow. And uh, like Kristen said, just just the following and and the change that we've seen over the years, if that just keeps keeps taking off, there's the sky's the limit. I mean, I feel like Blooper is going to be... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've, I mean, Blooper, some of the... They already had tickets before season was... Like, yeah. midway through the season, we're going to D.C. I'm like, see you there. Yeah. And I, now we're here, so it's crazy to think that they've already, like, invested and put, you know... I mean, yeah, they're invested in us, which is really cool. Okay, so... Then the teams swap. First, actually, all of the best 11 selections from the Kansas City Current got their trophies from NWSL Commissioner Jessica Berman. Then Portland Thorns came on in, and this one uh, was totally a, a ton of fun. So first up, I headed to the table with Sam Coffey, and then someone that Washington fans are going to know really well, Tegan McGrady. I feel like these two teams, we're not going to have like a cagey 10-minute opening. Do you feel like we're just going to be going for it from minute one, maybe? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, both teams like starting off fast, um, strong. I think both will have their chances and opportunities. It's going to be kind of where momentum decides it wants to swing in each part of the game. So. Yeah, I think like any like big game or final, I'm sure you know the first couple of minutes, both teams are going to try and be you know, finding their rhythm and settling into the game. Um, I know that's been a big focus point for us all year and something that Rian's really just been trying to implement in us is just like, we start fast, we start strong. You know, obviously there will be emotion and nerves and excitement. And so I think the better we can just manage those things and just enjoy the moment and, uh, and play the game that we all know that we can play and, you know, do it together, I think we'll be in the best position possible. From an atmosphere point of view, like what are you looking forward to? Um, I mean, I think it's going to be loud. We've always known Audi to be a very loud stadium, no matter how many people are in it. The way that it kind of sits makes it a very loud stadium. So I think, as we, as I said before, when the momentum shifts, you're going to hear the crowd start to shift, but I don't think it's going to be a quiet night at all, considering the fact that it is going to be so evenly killed with both you know, fans from both sides. So I think it's going to be you know, always loud. You're never really going to get any kind of low points in the in the game at all, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I second everything Tegan said. Uh, obviously, we just came from the field, so we got a good look at it, and we actually were able to play Nigeria there uh, uh, last month, um, and it's just a great atmosphere. You're kind of, like, sunken into it, and it feels like everybody's right on top of you, and I think it's, it's cozy in that way, obviously. Like, I think Providence fits maybe a couple thousand more people. Um, but we just want to sell out crowd. We want soccer fans there. Ideally, there's a lot of red. There's a lot of Portland fans there. I think there's a good amount making the trip, so that's exciting. Um, but, yeah, it's just going to be electric, and it's a really exciting night for women's soccer, I think. I feel like the Washington fans are going to be focused in on you a little bit. Yeah. Oh. I guess. I mean, I would. I hope they're gonna root for Portland. Just saying, coming from here and whatnot. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's, it's really special to be, be back here, especially with the championship game. So I'm, I'm super excited to see a bunch of the fans. And of course, Becky Sauerbrunn, always have to talk to her. There's been a little bit of energy just around this weekend. I feel like it's a little bit different. It's a big, big game, obviously, championship final. And all the stuff around it. Well, it was funny, as I was walking in here, I was like, man, the last time I was at a championship weekend was in 2015. And my, how things have changed. And there are so many more people, the interest in... The whole weekend has been amazing. The hotels, just like, there's a pillow in the lobby on a couch that had NWSL championship. And I'm like, that never, never would have happened, whatever, seven years ago. Um, and so it's just kind of a testament to how much the league has just grown and the interest in women's soccer has grown. Because like, this never would have happened seven, ten years ago. Um, so it's actually, for me, really great to see. I think for some, and I'm talking more about like our support staff, it is a lot. Like there are a lot of logistical things that go into this weekend that they're trying to protect the players from. Um, but it, it's it's good. It's all good problems, good things to have. This is this is not your first final But does something like you know playing a big game like this at primetime on CBS, where it's like very accessible to folks, does that have like a different layer or a new layer of like pressure? For me, like, if, if you were to get to know me, I think you would realize that I get nervous for absolutely every single game that I, I play in. So it doesn't matter if it's a World Cup final or if it's a scrimmage against the U15 Boys Academy team that we just had. Like, I get nervous because you just never know in soccer what's going to happen. So it really doesn't matter to me what channel we're on. I'm, I'm very grateful that we are on big CBS on a primetime slot. I think that's wonderful. To me, like, I'm still going to be so nervous that it doesn't really matter. This could be on, on Twitch stream on, like, the third version of it, and I still would be nervous. Through these playoffs, we've seen early goals, we've seen late goals, we've seen Crystal doing Crystal things, like... I mean, I remember Crystal Dunn's 2015 season. They're like, wild. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like we're going to have two teams that are just not afraid to go for it. On set. Like, there's not going to be that kind of like, oh, it's a final, we've got to be cagey. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get that. I don't think that either. I don't think, I'll say that I don't think Kansas City will allow that to happen. They, I think they are a team that will want the most chaos as soon as possible, yeah. and it won't bring anything. If we start off a little nervy, it's going to bring us out of our nerves right away. Yeah, we have seen very cagey finals. Oh, We've absolutely. Seen, like, it do, do you think that's like a natural progression of the game, or do you think it's just something particular to these two teams? I think it is particular to these two teams, okay. and I, I will say that I think the current when they score early. I think they thrive off that energy and it really bolsters them. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I think that we need to be really cognizant of is that we need to kind of ride out that wave, if yeah. you will. Um, Good water pond. Thank you. I, yeah, 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 I tried really hard yeah. on that one. Um, and I think for us, uh, we have always wanted to stay true to our style of play. And sometimes our style, um, it can be hard to stay true to it depending on the team that we're playing yeah. against, but we're, we really want to because we know when we play our ball, we are very hard to beat. Yeah. 
I mean, with Kansas City, too, they have a way of making adjustments, right? Like, they've all been very clear, like, oh, we have the freedom to just, like, do what we want to do. Yep. Is it harder to plan for Oh, that? yeah. Like, it's absolutely harder to plan for yeah, that. Um, and I think that's one of their superpowers is that they kind of have that freedom on the field, I think. Potter's been very, like, yes, you guys are all very good soccer players. Yeah. Feel whatever you feel on the field. And I think they've really taken that and gone with it. And yeah. I think you've seen that through the momentum um, from the rest of the season is that they do change things up. And for us, it'll be on us, absolutely, on the field. Because I imagine it's going to be pretty loud at Audi um, to be able to adjust to whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Next up, Olivia Moultrie and Marissa Everett. Now, Portland, I think, was buzzing from their travel in. They all got charter flights, so that was definitely a main topic with a lot of folks. How was the flight out? Oh, I mean, yeah. chartered, so yeah. way better than normal. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I saw all the photos, the content on the flight, like... Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, it was nice. a nice new thing. It was kind of nice, yeah. yeah. Just even being able to, like, walk on the tarmac and then just walk on the plane, not going through security. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> All right. So we've had four extremely wild playoff games, right? Yeah. Crystal, doing crystal things. <laughs> we've seen early goals. We've seen late goals. Are you thinking more of the same on set? Like, I don't think Portland and Kansas City are capable of, like, being cagey with each other. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, I think from the kickoff, it's going to be like, it's going to be nuts. Honestly, like the competitive energy is going to be so high that I could see it like going a long time without a goal and I could see goals happening early. So I was going to say, what does Twitter call it? Um, NWSL after dark. Like, I think that might be the energy. I cannot tell you what happens. It's been a wild year, but I think it'll be fun. Like, yeah. How do you manage the emotions though 
obviously you control your team, but then you look out, like you open the, the doors, right, and there's just like chaos. Is that hard to separate that, or is it really just like we have no part of it? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely something we've worked on all year, is just kind of locking us in as a team and just figuring out what we got to do and only focusing on that leading up to games. So definitely staying in our bubble is yeah. something that has been a normal for us. Yeah, totally. I think just what Marissa said, like we've made it a point as a team, like there's so much outside distraction, especially now that we're here. Yeah. And it's like, we have to totally block that out if we want to be our best selves. Yeah. So. I mean, like even just having covered the league since day one to see, like we've always had these kind of media days, right? But like you have to come in and there's dinners now and there's all these events and, you know, open training and all that, like, obviously it is a very different vibe. I mean, is it hard to adjust to it, or is it just like you put your head down and you get through it as a team? I think just the energy we bring to training and like us just hanging out together kind of lets us stay in our bubble yeah. somewhat, even on the field with people watching us. It's like, but we're still on the field together. Yeah. And we just can kind of look at each other and talk to each other. And like the energy we bring, I think kind of just keeps us focused on what's happening with us yeah. and a little bit less of what's happening with everyone else. No, I agree. Like everything she said, just channeling all that energy into and remembering why we're here basically is the big thing for us. Next up, of course, the hero of the hour, Crystal Dunn. How many times have you been asked about your goal? Oh, you know, not a whole lot, not an overwhelmingly amount, so I can definitely chat more about it, that's for sure. <laughs> I think I was talking to Becky and I was like, I feel like, you know, there are still some of us around who remember 2015. I know, I had to like remind people that like I used to be a goal scorer. Like I feel like people are still so shocked, like Crystal Dunn scored and I go, guys, I actually used to score goals. Yeah. That was actually my job. Yeah. I now have just been tasked with some other jobs, yeah. but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember sitting with you at like the beat up gym at, in Boston after a Boston yes. Breakers yes. Washington Spirit. Yes. Like, yeah. It is kind of fun. To yeah. Think about. I know. Time is like flown. I guess time flies when you're having fun, I will say. Because yeah. these years have gone so quickly yeah. i'm like i'm in year what is it nine and i'm just like oh my god nine years of professional soccer yeah. oh i'm yeah. old that's what i'd be telling myself i'm old <laughs> you're talking with Allie riley about like music that her bandmates don't recognize we were just slightly horrified <laughs> that's i know when in doubt go back to your playlist of, of music like 10 years ago and you're just like oh my gosh yeah. the time has gone by yeah. <laughs> all right let's talk about the game um yeah i feel like we've seen early goals I feel like these two teams are going to be incapable of feeling each other out, right? Yes. Uh, Kansas City's been kind of known for just scoring early. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we are aware of this. Um, but yeah, they're 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 a hardworking team. They look like they play with so much joy, um, which makes them dangerous. You know, they they generally look like they want to work hard for each other. They want to. Um, make runs and make selfless runs for each other. Yeah. So it is going to be a battle. I think the first couple minutes of the game is definitely going to be, like you said, about feeling each other out and, and seeing, you know, where the space is, where each team um, is going to give up a little bit of something. But um, that's what's to be expected. You know, it's a yeah. final. Everyone's going to maybe play with a little bit of nerves in the beginning, but ultimately it is about 
you know, not not so much how you start, but how you're willing to really end the game and, yeah. and really put forth the, the effort to get the job done. Yeah. Just in terms of, like, you know, speaking about having been in the league, I mean, this kind of atmosphere, right, having a ton of media in, we're probably going to have close to 20,000, if not the full 20,000, right? I mean, does it feel like, I mean, I'm thinking back to 2016, right? Yeah. Houston, yeah. Right? And, like... Yeah, no, the game has grown. The game has grown. Um, And it's incredible, and that's exactly where we want it to be. I think my hope for this game is to not have just playoff weekends be filled with 20,000. I think um, it's always exciting to have playoffs, you know. Obviously, we understand the buzz around even just a playoff game, especially a local playoff game. Fans are going to want to flock and and be in the stands, obviously. You know, but my hope is for this game to be at a place where that is the standard every single week. That is what... Um, players can look forward to every single weekend. Um, so, I mean, we'll get there. I mean, you obviously see there is a buzz around women's soccer. I think people want to support us. The communities have really backed um, their local clubs. So, um, I think, yeah, moving forward, we're going to just see more and more fans. And I honestly, my, my message to fans all across the, the NWSL is really that we need you to make this sport what, it, what we hope it should be, you know. So, um, I think we'll get there, though. And then finally for this chunk of Media Day, I headed over to the table, Goalkeepers Union, <laughs> at first joined by Karina LeBlanc, uh, Bella Bixby, and Abby Smith. You're in greatness. You know why, right? Yeah. I think we're in greatness. Oh, there we go. You know the Goalkeeper Union is yeah. greatness, not craziness. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> How's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah. Just in terms of, you know, I think as KK and I were just talking, like, everything around the championship has gotten so much bigger, right? Like, is it, how does it feel as a player, like, come out of your environment, right, where you control everything and then get dumped into the madness? I mean, it's a special moment. So we go from our norm and we try and create somewhat of a norm here. And... You, we, I feel like we've tried to like stay as grounded as possible and keep it as level because we're here for the game and we really wanted to just embrace this moment with each other and so that's something that we've taken a part of from being at home to here now. Yeah, it feels very professional. I think that we try to uphold a high level of professionalism in Portland from the players to the tech staff to the medical staff. It feels like we try to really have a high performance level or professionalism level there and this feels very professional um, it feels very well put together it's really exciting to see like the attention and the like quality that we're having um, so it's like very exciting to see like where women's soccer is going um, and yeah we're just like it makes it feel like even bigger it's a very cool opportunity obviously and it just feels really real yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it like I don't know, thinking back to some previous championships, I'm like, okay, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, I think the last number I saw was 116 folks with tickets from the Riveters, at yeah. least. That's exciting. Heading out. But, you know, obviously, like, I think about your tweets about coming out to sport. Like, now you're getting people to come yeah. across the country. Um, I think back to the 2013 championship where we had this little contingent of Riveters out in western New York. That stadium. Uh, it's a little bit better now, I think. Just, um, but, you know, what is it like to see that 
that support, especially like right now. Yeah, I mean, I think every club would probably say this. We have the best supporters. <laughs> um, I feel that way. I think that they are incredibly supportive of the players. I think that they have our backs through anything, and we felt that in the semifinal. And so I'm really excited, but also unsurprised that so many have punched their tickets to come out here. Um, and it'll be so nice to have them with us on Saturday. I mean, I think you're going to be able to hear them. Yeah. It's a big yeah. commitment to make that trip. And yeah. it's on a week's notice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It means a lot. Yeah. I think it's something to show our, appreciate for, our appreciation for them and their appreciation for us. Like, we have a mutual respect and, like, we value them a lot. And the fact that they're willing to come all the way out here in a week's notice says so much. Now, after the Portland part wrapped up, we again had the best 11 selections. There were four of them who all got their trophies. And then you will be shocked to find out that Sophia Smith won the MVP award. She's the youngest one to ever do it in the NWSL. So here's a little bit. We had a little impromptu media scrum after she won the award, and here are her answers. Like I was just saying earlier, I think there's a lot of players in this league that can be up for this award, so it's honestly an honor to be in contention, um, let alone win it. I'm, I'm so honored, and yeah, I, I literally couldn't do it without being in, in the best environment with the best teammates. What's it like to actually get this, though, in front of your team? Uh, it's yeah it's like emotional because it's been a long season um and i'm just honestly like this says a lot about my teammates they you know push me through everything and and want the best out of me and and i hope hopefully the same um they think of me but yeah it's emotional because it's been a long season but i'm just i'm so honored like i i have no words you've spoken before about the leap of faith coming to the league early yeah. at a young age how does it feel to reach this milestone this year uh, yeah, it's surreal. Like, I didn't think when I left college early that, I mean, this is always a goal, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. I just, I've just been able to be myself and, and play the game that I love to play and grow every single day. So the fact that, you know, this happened so soon, it's, it's amazing. You, you doubled your goals from last year. Was there any um, kind of personal targets, whether it was Rian or any other performance coaches at the beginning of the season they set? What, what were the personal targets? I mean, it was everyone. I think my first season, it was just a matter of me kind of like getting a feel for the league. Obviously, it's a very different environment. So I felt like I could fully, you know, find my place my first year. But this year, I think I just, everything just came together. And I felt like I could be soap and play exactly how I wanted to play and have the most support around me. So it just feels like everything just kind of clicked this season. I don't know if you scored 14 goals or goals that you mentioned Watching the highlight reel as you were given this award, has any stood out for you this year? Anyone that you were particularly hyped over? Um, <laughs> any goal I score, I'm really excited about. Um, I don't know if there was a favorite. Anyone that helped us win a game. <laughs> Can I actually say one that you didn't score, but I think might be the best goal of the year? The one that Morgan scored against Courage. And you draw in seven players oh. in the build-up. What was that like <laughs> yeah. to have seven courage players coming at you and then you give the ball to yeah. I think it's Gina, and then she crosses it? Yeah, in. I remember that. Um, I honestly like don't pay too much attention to that. So I saw it later and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's like their whole team. But yeah, yeah, I just like that's during the game, goal. I'm just like, I just got to keep the ball. So that's my mindset. All right, we'll take a couple more. What does it mean to just be so? Um, to just be so on the field is to try things like 
No one's ever going to get mad at me for trying to do something crazy um, because that's just what I like to do. Like, I like to be creative, be fun, put on a little show. Um, but ultimately, yeah, the, the whole goal is just to, to help my team win in any way I can. And if that's scoring goals, scoring goals. If that's assisting, if that's just working my butt off defensively, I will do anything, you know, for this team. So. Okay, technically the players have to be here for me today, but it is still 45 straight minutes of being asked endless questions, so I do appreciate all of their time. Again, for all things full-time, you can visit fulltimepod.com. There are links for all the major podcast platforms in one spot, plus everything else you ever need about the show. And if you want to subscribe to The Athletic, that link is theathletic.com slash full-time. My name is Meg. You have been listening to Full Time with Meg Linehan. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Meg Linehan and my work at The Athletic. Full Time does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. From The Athletic, I'm Meg. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.